Hello, and welcome to a very special edition of Houston. We have a podcast. Uh, on today's episode, we are going to do the biggest episode we've ever done. Uh, and we have not two, not three. We have four guests joining us today. Uh, a little history on how this came together. We had uh, an episode a few months back where we had two folks named Dave on an episode. And then in the following episode, the next month, we had two Ben's. And so logically, we now have to have an episode of the Daves versus the Ben's. So uh, we have the four of you here. Uh, I don't know how much I want to introduce you guys. First of all, maybe I should have asked this before we got a recording. Are you guys okay with us using your last names? Because it's going to get really confusing really fast. <laughs> Definitely okay with it. I think we we had to get if they dig back in the archives, they can probably find them anyway. Yeah, that's gonna work for me. You can also just call me number one, Dave, um, if you want. I actually wow. had this in my head of thinking who was gonna be number one and number two, and I decided that because you were on less episodes than Tomkey, that he was number one and you were number two. So now I'm gonna well, refer to you that way for the rest of the episode. Well, what about Dave A? He can be Dave one. I'll be Dave A. Sure. Why not? Okay. Let's just make this even more confusing. <laughs> All right. So long story short, we can use last names. Sure. Okay. So the the gist of the episode is we have seven challenges for you guys. Uh, for the first six challenges, each of you have uh, you, you have picked one person from your team that's going to answer. So you nominate one Dave and one Ben to answer the questions. Uh, Paulo is going to run the session and moderate, choose the winners. Um, and then I think the seventh question will be kind of a, a free-for-all that we might decide at all. Um, so that's, that's my introduction. Uh, Paulo, how about you take it away? All right. Um, let's jump right into it. So, uh, all of these challenges have been given to our Dave's and Ben's, uh, well in advance. Uh, not that it mattered cause everyone just did their stuff <laughs> today and yesterday, but it's all good. Let's go. Um, so challenge one, um, it is my personal favorite. Uh, we're going to have one Ben and one Dave from each team. Uh, performing a monologue, their favorite monologue or speech from a movie. Um, uh, let's let, let's do a little coin flip, um, a, a camera coin flip to see who goes first. So someone guess if I have, or no, Ben Buddha, guess if I have a thumbs up or a thumbs down. You got a thumbs down. Wrong. Uh, so the Bens are going first. Um, who you guys want to give us a little uh, uh, a preview of or like an explanation, or do you want to just jump right into it? Uh, there will be no explanation provided. If you don't get it, you're never gonna get it. Boom. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm just super. Confident. He is performing "Never Gonna Get It" by is it Janet Jackson or Paula Abdul? Sure. It is an entirety. I don't think it's either one of them. I don't know. But uh, I can't say who it would be. That's not right. a monologue. That's a song, by the way. If you're doing, if you're doing, it's on Vogue. Then this is going to go bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dave got it. I mean, all right, here we go. One, just one second. I got to wet the whistle. Mm. <laughs> here we go. It's not a euphemism. All right, one last one. Now we're at, now we're starting. Awesome. Donnie was a good bowler and a good man. He was he was one of us. He was a man who loved the outdoors and bowling. 
And as a surfer, he explored the beaches of Southern California, from La Jolla to Leo Carrillo, and up to Pismo. He died. He died as so many young men of his generation before his time. And in your wisdom, Lord, you took him. Just as you took so many bright, flowering young men at Quezon and Londoc and Hill 364. These young men gave their lives, and so did Donnie. Donnie, who loved bowling. And so, Theodore, Donald, Carabazos, in accordance with what we think your dying wishes might well have been, we commit your final mortal remains to the bosom of the Pacific Ocean, which you love so well. Good night, sweet prince. Tugs on the heartstrings. Tugs yeah. on the heartstrings. That's wow. That was. Uh, B-ball. Uh, quick question. Um, yeah. So, did you know that it was going to be me and not Carson judging? You did say yes. Okay. Okay. Because I, I just want full disclosure. I have never seen The Big Lebowski. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Well, that's on you. But That's a big I, 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 w- I will not hold that against you. I'm going I'm uh, to. Oh, for oh shit. Of, uh, um, spoilers. <laughs> what? Nothing. Never mind. See that film, man. He's saying Donnie dies. Oh, <laughs> okay. Damn. It's, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, little, little, update, I, little update for you, though, Ben. I won't hold it and Vogue. You. And Vogue sings uh, Never Gonna Get It. Okay, it, it, was, it felt like it was right there. From I thought it was, you know, and Vogue sounds right, but I, I reject it. I, 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 I had to look it up. I didn't know. <laughs> I uh, Speaking of looking it up, I was looking up the first line of what you said to figure out what movie you took that monologue from. Anyways. I think this really speaks more about you, Paul, than his choice. I know. I'll take it. It's fine. <laughs> Dave, uh, which, which Dave are we uh, hearing the monologue from today? That's going to be me. Um, and I also went with something fairly dramatic. Uh, I was going to update my background, then I remembered this is audio. Um, so I won't. Um, minus. minus point. <laughs> so this is, a, this is meaningful to me because our episode was about sales. And I think this is a great opportunity to show where someone really took the bull by the horns. So I will do a little setup for this one. Um, this is from the, the classic Tommy Boy. And um, Richard, a.k.a. David Spade, has just delivered a classic sales pitch. And the executive has asked him to simple it down. And Tommy Boy has decided to take over. <clears throat> Let me wet my whistle. This one is a euphemism. (laughs) That one was a euphemism. Uh, What my associate is trying to say, and I don't know why Tommy Boy is Foghorn Leghorn, is that uh, our new brake pads are really cool. You're not even going to believe it. Like, um, let's say you're driving along the road with your family. He picks up a model car from the desk. And you're driving along, la-dee-dee-doo-doo-doo. Then all of a sudden, there's a truck tire in the middle of the road. Ah, ooh, you hit the brakes. Woo, that was close. (laughs) Now let's see what happens when you're driving with the other guy's brakes. 
You're driving along, you're driving along, all of a sudden the kids are yelling from the backseat, I gotta go to the bathroom, daddy. Not now, damn it. Truck tire. Hey, I, back here, I can't stop. Slams the model car into the lighter. Boom, help, there's a cliff. Ah! And your family's screaming. He sets the model car on fire. Oh my God, we're burning alive. No, I can't feel my legs. Here comes the meat wagon. Wee 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 wee. Medic gets out and say, "Oh my God!" New guy from the medics puking his guts out in the corner. <laughs> and all because you tried to save a couple extra pennies. Ha ha! And to me, it doesn't make sense. Get out. <laughs> scene. <laughs> and scene. Sorry. All right. Um. <laughs> so you guys are on an even playing field because I also have not seen Tommy Boy. Come Carson. On. Carson, and how are you okay with all of this? Paolo's an audiobook guy. I don't know if you guys know that about him. Yeah, how are you on a movie podcast if you're only listening to audiobooks? Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm just, I'm just the looks. Uh, <laughs> Carson's the brain. On a production that doesn't have any visuals. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, okay, I'm going to lean on Carson uh, in terms of accuracy. That's one, that's one uh, criteria or one field that uh, we're going to be judging you guys on. Carson, how'd you feel about uh, both Ben and Dave? So those are like some tough scenes to pick because the Dave, like picking a Chris Farley scene, like he's such a physical actor and tried to do it like purely vocally. That's a tough scene because like, you know, you were trying to like put in the things that he was doing with his hands. Uh, and that's like, you know, good job to you because you're trying to bring that visual point that people can't see on a podcast. But like, that's also a big part of that scene. And then also on the Big Lebowski scene, like, a lot of the humor in that scene comes from, uh, I'm forgetting the actor's name, but the guy, dude who plays yeah. the dude. Um, uh, but like yeah, his yeah. reaction to the the eulogy going from serious to all of a sudden him taking it over to talk about Vietnam. So it's like, I don't know. I, I think you guys did a, a really good job considering the scenes. I think you guys picked really tough scenes. Um, I would go, I would lean slightly towards Dave just on the energy element um but pretty close pretty close in my mind yeah i uh in terms of the energy the energy was was tipping the uh the the balance of the scale for me um although i mean it's you can't really have energy when you're giving a eulogy i guess um yeah. i did i did feel the Sorry spirit for the lack of energy <laughs> in the eulogy guys <laughs> i mean and I, you can do my eulogy Again, okay, thank you. Yeah. Again, this I is this that. is coming from someone who has zero context to build on or to to base this off of. So, I mean, it, it was fair, uh, but I'm gonna give this one to the Daves. Um, congratulations for challenge one. It's fine. <laughs> B-ball is gonna end this episode hating me all over again. That's yeah. cool. I'm I'm just gonna you're gonna get a really long text. You brought <laughs> honor to our name, Dave, <laughs> and I knew you would. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Paolo, about the podcast, we need to talk. Is that the, oh. I wrote the first part of the text for you. Okay. Are you are you going to take my spot, considering I haven't seen all of these um, apparently amazing movies? <laughs> um, okay, challenge two um, for you guys. Uh, we're going to be casting a live-action South Park movie. Uh, you can't get mad at me for not watching South Park because it's a TV show. But I know the characters, at least. Is that something? Can you give Have me you that? Have you seen the South Park movie? Wait, have you not seen South Park? Hold on. I've you seen, can't... I've <laughs> seen South Park. Okay, so I, just came out. Fair challenge. I know what's going on, okay? 
I know, I know, I know what it is. I have not seen the movie. All right. I have full faith in a great judge. I just want to say, Paolo's, you know, a, a fantastic, smart guy. Also, the looks of the podcast, in case you haven't heard. So, I think this will be a fair and partial judging. I like your strategy, Ben. So, I'm going to let you guys go uh, second this time. <laughs> um, so, Dave and Dave, <laughs> Dave, uh, Dave A just looks completely upset right now. Um, but. Uh, let's 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 have at it. I want to see. I want to hear uh, who your South Park cast is. Um, Carson, uh, with the time. All right, ready and go. Okay, so to try as we as I started this project, I really started thinking about like how am I going to narrow this down? There's so many actors out there, and so I took the view of only using SNL alums that have also been in movies. So starting off, slightly tied to my first one, is clearly Chris Farley for Cartman. Um, we're also not taking into account age. I'm assuming that this movie would be not age appropriate. Um, not, 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 not age appropriate, but, but, but not ageist. So like they might be adults. Um, Adam Sandler as Kyle. Uh, and that's mostly because he's Jewish. Um, Bill Hader as Stan. Stan's a little weird. Uh, Kenny, and and you might not know this, Paolo, because you've never seen the sto- show, but he dies a lot. So we, I was debating between jo- John Belushi and Phil Hartman, but I decided to go with Phil Hartman. Um, Tim Meadows <laughs> is Chef. Sorry, because- wait, before you keep going, how much of your cast is already dead? <laughs> Uh, not that many. Okay. It's it's kind of a mashup of like South Park and Weekend at Bernie's. Like yeah. he's got a little bit of both going on there. Yeah, yeah mashup going on here. Yeah, so, it's a full um, Tim Meadows is chef because effectively the ladies' man was based on Isaac Hayes uh, as chef being like, mm, oh yeah. So Tim Meadows, hundred percent chef. Um, Dana Carvey, um, and this is a TV show reference, but he's been in movies. His church lady from SNL as Cartman's mom, who uh, you may remember is into like German sex and all that kind of stuff. Um, baby is Kate McKinnon. Jim Brewer, clearly. Tally, uh, always high. And Dan Aykroyd is Mr. Slave. No reason. All right. Did you know that they continue to make SNL? They didn't stop in 1995. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like the new cast. I like. I like. The old one. I have more context. I have more context. And the other thing, Ben, is they had to be in a movie. So not all these people have been in movies. Not all the new yeah, cast. Yeah, yeah. you had I, the concept. You've got a. It's a. It's a clean concept. I like it. Hey, I well, mean, is it, somebody, it was a good strategy. Never watching South Park when the judge hasn't either. Like, I thought that was pretty clever. Hey, I didn't say I, I've never watched South Park. I haven't seen the movie, but I've seen the show. Okay, whatever. Guys, it's not about me. <laughs> um, all right, that's good. I, that's a solid cast. It's a, um, a bold strategy limiting yourself to SNL cast members. Um, we'll see how it plays out for you. Uh, which one of the Bens is going to cast their South Park movie? It's going to be me. Unlike uh, Dave Dave A, I didn't handicap myself here. Uh, I went full tilt. We we all need to agree on a couple things. Though this movie should never happen. 
And uh, this movie, if it did happen, it would be complete fan service. All the actors in this that I chose, very available. They will make time for this because they have lots of time. So starting off, the core four here, you got Seth Rogen as Kyle, because it's not just about the Jewish, it's about the hair, it's about the personality, it's about the optimism. That's, that's where Seth Rogen plays. Cartman, he's not Chris Farley. Chris Farley doesn't have a mean bone in his body. You got Danny McBride there. Cartman is defined by his attitude, not his, not his size. Danny McBride will pull that off. He will rip Seth Rogen the entire film. You got Andy Samberg coming in as Stan. Small bit of research. Middle name, Dave. Just want to throw that out there. Another Dave in the core four. You got Kenny. You got David Spade as Kenny. You got fucking Joe Dirt as Kenny. Can it get more perfect than that? Also, I'm going to rattle off a bunch of other casters because I, I pretty much did the whole town. Butters, you got Michael Sarah. Token, you got Donald Glover. Randy, Will Ferrell. Who can go so high, so low as Will Ferrell? We already know he looks good with the mustache as well. Chef, not like you said, Dave, it's Craig Robinson, okay? It's not Tim Mills, it's Craig Robinson. He's got the size, he's got the voice, he's got the personality. I casted Ned and Jimbo, even though they haven't seen it in 10 seasons, as Rob Schneider, uh, as Jimbo, and Steve Buscemi as Ned. I just think that makes sense. Because this whole entire movie is produced by one man, and he plays Jimmy in this, and that's Adam Sandler. You got Adam Sandler right, but he's not a Kyle. He is a Jimmy. He will play that part. So he's booing the face. Mr. Garrison, David Cross, for those who don't know, famous from Arrested Development. Uh, Jesus, I casted Jesus here. Jonah Hill. Matt Stone, Trey Parker, they do make an appearance as Terrence and Philip. Uh, you got James Franco joining his buddies as Craig, just kind of joining in for fun. You got Shelly, Aubrey Plaza as Shelly. You got Wendy joining, Emma Stone's Wendy here. You got Steve Carell rounding out the cast as Officer Barbrady. Okay. Finally, for no reason at all, I had a bit extra time. I casted Kyle's parents. Gerald Bravosky is joined by uh, Jason Alexander. I'm not sure if he's been in a movie, but he's just too perfect at the part not to throw it out there. And Sheila Bravosky, I'm sure it's based off this character. Estelle Harris, George's mom in Seinfeld. Don't know if I can say that. Okay, before, before you weigh in, Paolo and Tom Kim, I'm sorry to do this, but I concede that was amazing. That was a phenomenal casting. I'm sorry, Dave, but like, there's no way we're gonna win off that. Would it change your mind if we said we're gonna cast Richard Kind as Kyle's dad? Because I just, I think that's that's a that's a winner right there. Richard Kind needs to be in this movie. Absolutely not. <laughs> sorry, um, I am uh, kind of on the same uh, same vibe as uh, Dave A. Uh, that was a very good casting. Um, as soon as you said Donald Glover as Tolkien. Um, I was on board. Um, and then okay. just to shout out a few more that stood out to me, Steve Buscemi, David Cross as Mr. Garrison and Aubrey Plaza. Um, those were those those really hit home. I don't know if you did homework on me, Ben, but it, Paolo, it, yeah, what's up? Why did you like Donald Glover as token? Um, because it's just Donald I mean, Glover. couldn't it be any actor or is it because he's black? <laughs> All right, and for challenge three, um, Dave, I just want you to know that even though we didn't give you credit, Dan Aykroyd as Mr. Slave is also inspired casting. <laughs> I do respect the approach you took in taking all SNL, uh, all SNL cast members. Um, I feel like it it might have hurt you a little more than it helped, though. Yeah. Uh, but I respect. It. At one point, yeah. I was going to do an all Avengers cast, but I couldn't, I couldn't bring both together. 
Wow, you guys are really just you're. These are too e- These are these challenges were too easy, huh? You guys just had to like add a little bit, uh, a little more depth to it. <laughs> All right, challenge three. Um, we're going to uh, we're gonna see which Nick Cage character of all time is the best and i already know this this is this is going to be pretty heated um but i'm cautiously going to move forward with this challenge um man who uh who went last or who started they go first i have no fear they're going to take my nick cage character really okay i mean hey it's that's your call (laughs) if you want If you, uh, so Dave, team team Dave, um, let's 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 find out once and for all who the best Nick Cage character is. Dave, one, you want you want this one? I mean, let's not let's not kid ourselves. Like there are a lot of good choices here, and I'm sure my esteemed colleague, there's no bad answer, right? They're they're all good, but uh, I so when I was going through this. Like what it came down to was we I had to pinpoint like what are the things that Nick Cage is known for? What is he when is he at his best? Right. Uh and I think there's a checklist you can go through on that. Like, how drunk is Nick Cage? Uh how many drugs is Nick Cage doing? Uh is Nick Cage injuring someone? Is Nick Cage injuring himself? Uh how much is he yelling, screaming, and or crying? Right? Like these are all things that you need to factor in for a classic Nick Cage performance. And I think there are pieces of, of great Nick Cage throughout history. I think, you know, that they've shaped his perception. They've shaped our lives. Uh, But I think all of those pieces came together in a part that was essentially, if not literally written for Nick Cage. And that's Red Miller from Mandy as what I think is the best Nick Cage character for a couple of reasons. One, like, there's not a ton of exposition about the character at all. Like he's a bit of a blank slate. You don't really know anything about it, which is fine, right? Like you, he's a blank slate upon which they can put whatever they want. And what they do put on that is a, maybe the greatest Nick Cage scene of all time, which is the bathroom scene in Mandy where he's wearing his underwear and just a tiger t-shirt covered in blood, pounding a handle of like a, a plastic handle of whiskey which is outstanding if you've not seen it. Uh, The rest of the movie is a psychedelic ride where he does just a ton of drugs and murders people in some type of fantastical Pacific Northwest weird environment of like some biker gangs in a cult, including a dude from Law & Order that hangs dong. So like it's really got everything. Uh, But I think... (laughs) Nick Cage's performance in that is a distilled version of everything we like about Nick Cage from his previous performances. So I'm going with Red Miller from Mandy. All right. Uh, Ben's rebuttal. Sorry, not rebuttal, just your, your argument for your Nick Cage character. Yeah, so I I kind of lied when I said I did no homework for this one. I did a little bit. I watched some of Nick Cage's famous movies. So I like Raising Arizona and Con Air um the rock it just kind of seemed like everything was leading up to something though the whole entire time and where it led was a classic film in my mind is a classic film imagine yourself you're on a boat that's scary right that's a scary thing boats is the ocean 
it's it's kind of a crazy place, right? I fucking imagine agree. around exotic animals. Just for a second, imagine that, right? And the exotic animals, maybe they're loose, maybe they're not. In this case, they are. They're very loose, right? There's a white jaguar. There's parrots. <laughs> there's monkeys. There's they're ripping off faces. These monkeys, okay? These are not just normal monkeys, all right? Yeah. On top of that, just add a dash of world class assassin, ex special forces world class assassin, okay? All of that is against you. That is a tremendous amount to overcome. All right. So you look at like who is the best Nick Cage character, right? Not who is what is the best film. Uh, you know what is Nick Cage's best performance? Academy Award winning, Golden Globe winning Nick Cage. That none of that's really important, right? The fact he's a Coppola, not, none of that, right? What's important is what character could actually overcome these odds, and that's the character from Primal. Okay, I said it, Paolo. You're welcome for recommending it. And it's Nick Cage in Primal. He's the only one who could overcome these odds, capture all the animals, kill the assassin, and win the heart of Jean Grey. <laughs> I rest my case. Quick question, uh, Ben. Do you remember the name of Nick Cage's character from Primal? Put your hands up. Don't Not Google a chance. It. I just want to throw that out there. That's why I said Nick Cage's character in Primal, and I, I wish I looked that up. <laughs> it was... Uh... It was John Primal. John Primal. <laughs> that is incorrect. Um, okay, so uh, I'm going to give this one to the Daves. Well, I'm also um, going to say, are we talking about Nick Cage or are we talking about the odds against Nick Cage? I haven't seen Primal. I'm clearly going to watch it based on what you just said, Ben, because it sounds outstanding. <laughs> but so much of that is about the odds against him and not just, you know, what he brings from within. <laughs> I, I just, uh, what does the best mean other than... Who can bring their best? And that's that's clearly John John Primal. John, John Primal. It's clearly John Primal. So uh, <laughs> let me give you some insight into my thought process here. Um, Dave's uh, Dave's argument for Mandy, while while I agreed, I felt like it would have lent better to one of his more classic characters, uh, someone Hard that we that we know. I mean, we can disagree. You, um, but let me finish. Um, you know, it's it's the amalgamation of like his freakouts, his crying, his screaming. My personal like one that I like is uh his uh the guy from The Wicker Man. Um, <laughs> if uh, if you don't know, there's a YouTube uh, compilation of just his freakouts from The Wicker Man, and it's glorious. Um, but I mean, hey, I I appreciate the the explanation of uh, the character from Mandy. Um, Ben. <laughs> um. In our preparation for this podcast, I told you that Primal was a terrible movie, <laughs> so you should have known better. <laughs> I um, can't, like, I can't help you wrong. I'm gonna actually appeal to the Supreme Court here. <laughs> we all know they can't do anything. Um, so, I mean, Primal, while it was an interesting spectacle, um, I, I can't. There's no, there's no reason. I can't make any reason for why I would give. His character in Primal, the win here. I'm sorry, but uh, Dave, the Daves are up two to one. They've broken the tie. How do you guys feel like this is going so far? Good. I, I'm honestly Ben Ball. I'm looking at Nick. Uh, I'm looking at the movie, and his name is Frank Walsh. Honestly, I think the movie would be better if his name was John Primal. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Why not just do it? 
see yeah. that movie, by the way. I can't remember a darn thing about it other than like there's a ghost jaguar or something. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's a white jaguar. I honestly, I, I will say, I I was thinking of how to make the case that like the the Tom Brady case here, the best Nick Cage character is the is the next one. <laughs> I just couldn't. I just couldn't bring it together. Uh, you can't, you can't see my eyes rolling on the podcast. But. <laughs> I might, I might agree with you, Banks. I think the next one he's doing is that one where he's essentially locked in like a horror movie comedy of a Chuck E. Cheese, and he has to fight the animatronic band to the death. I believe is the next one that he's doing. Uh, so I, I would have had to agree with you that that one does sound like it's gonna be pretty awesome. <laughs> well, he's also in an untitled Joe Exotic project. I believe oh, cast God. as Joe Exotic. I mean, while while we're on the the topic of plugging Nick Cage's upcoming movies, uh, in the last episode we talked, Carson and I talked about what we're looking forward to this year, and he's got another movie coming out where he plays himself, called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Um, <laughs> and I mean, I've I've said this in the podcast, in our Instagram post about that movie, but I'm just gonna read the tag, the the, the plot. A cash-strapped Nicolas Cage agrees to make a paid appearance at a billionaire superfan's birthday party, but is really an informant for the CIA since the billionaire fan is a drug kingpin and gets cast in a Tarantino movie. I mean, I think that if you told me, like, even though movie hasn't, if it hasn't come out yet, if one of you guys had said that's his best role, I would have given you the win right then and there. (laughs) The man man just throws gold. It's gold. I mean, he, he must be writing these himself. I was certain, having listened to the last one, you were going Lord of War. <laughs> I, I had no doubt in my mind you were going Lord of War, like, full tilt. Uh, we did I mean, that in the last one. Yeah. He's, it got, I, I spent more time on that question than, like, all of the other ones combined. Uh, <laughs> I was playing, I played some online video games with friends last night, and it turned into a heated debate as to which one I should use because people have very strongly held beliefs about Nick Cage. <laughs> I, I, I envisioned that for this, for this challenge as well, but uh, uh, thankfully Ben picked uh, <laughs> Primal, John Primal, and it, uh, it helped me out a little bit. <laughs> John Primal. <laughs> You're welcome again for that recommendation. Okay, thank you. <laughs> again, not his name, but should have been. <laughs> Um, all right, Chal- um, this is actually uh, one of the ones that I'm especially looking forward to. Um, probably the most confusing challenge that uh, we've ever given one of our guests, but um, we're going to have these guys pick four movie characters to survive within a mall, a la Dawn of the Dead, uh, during the zombie apocalypse. So an extra layer of complexity here is the, the Team Ben must have all of their characters named Dave or David. Um, or be played by people with the first name David. Or be played by people with the first name Dave or David. And by, and on the other side, the Bens... Sorry, I said the Bens. The Daves... I'm confusing myself already. The Daves have to uh, pick characters by the name of Ben or be played by actors with the name Ben. Can we just talk about Ben Ball's response as if he's at a Senate hearing just now, like, or be played by others in the 
Other it's an extremely important designation for my responses. <laughs> yeah, but you have to lean close to the yeah, microphone. You lean forward. You lean forward. Yeah, you're I'm like, sorry about uh, I'm sorry, Senator. I just want to clarify. Um... <laughs> Thanks, Zuckerberg. Um... <laughs> I can't do my hair. It won't work. <laughs> you need like a, a, a blank look on your face as well. Oh, God. Okay, you got okay. it. I, although it's audio, so it's not going to work. Just uh, audience, trust me that that's that's troubling. <laughs> um, who went first last time? It was Dave, right? Or Ben uh, deferred. Are we, doing, to uh, are we doing all four at a time, or do we want to do like one one? What are your thoughts here? I, I don't think my brain can take that much con- uh, complexity, so <laughs> I think we're gonna go all four at once. Just give us your whole team, your uh, reasoning, um, and we'll have a little bit of a debate at the end just to make it even more fun. All right. Um, let's go. So Dave's what team Dave went last time, team Ben. Uh, let's have it. Okay. Right. So I don't, Ben, I don't remember. Did both of us do this one? Were we doing them together or did you do this one? I, I thought I did. I'm more concerned what happens with the rest of the questions. If I'm not doing this one. I'd, I'd like to object it is not an option to do both of us at one time. So one of you will have to pick this. Do you, do you have anything okay. prepared for five or six? Yeah, I have, I have stuff prepared for both of them. Yeah. I think I'm good then. I right, think cool. you put your okay. faith here. I, I, I have a backup one then. Yeah, um, I think it's, we can hawk offline about how ridiculous it is Paolo chose non-primal, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in yeah. the spirit of competition, Carson, let's move let's ahead anyways. Time, okay? yeah. In the spirit of competition, let's restart their time. <laughs> so, let's start off. You have a pretty easy Dax to Destroyer here, Dave Bautista. We're talking stuck in a mall. You're talking only one thing matters, and that's raw fucking strength. That's it. That's all I meant. You don't need to move fast. You don't need to be smart. You're in a ball. Raw strength. We're on the same page, bit number one. Number two here. Taryn David Egerton. You may know him as Eggy from the Kingsman series. High tech. Thinks on his feet. Future fucking James Bond. That guy will do some serious damage in a zombie apocalypse. Once again, Dawn of the Dead rules. I don't know if you've seen Dawn of the Dead. Those are slow, stupid zombies. Those are not 28 Days Later. Those are not any impressive zombies at all. All right, third, David Carradine. Specifically, Snake Charmer David Carradine. You're going to need a leader in this group of meatheads. And it's David Carradine. He's teaching them how to be serene, how to be calm, how to really attack these once again, stupid, slow fucking zombies, best as possible. And last, some more raw strength, David Dunn from Unbreakable, who has one weakness, and it's not zombies. All right? Let's just leave it at that. We don't need to discuss his weakness. It's not zombies. He can bend metal bars. He can bench press 500 pounds. This guy will be a zombie wrecking machine, especially, once again, stuck inside a mall where all he needs to do is keep him out. That's it. Once it, I will say one more thing, actually. Donovan had the original one. The main character, who unfortunately dies, named it was played by a David. Very disappointing fact to find out, as I wanted to find who would survive the zombie apocalypse. I, uh, I mean, this is uh, I, we're gonna go up three to one 
pretty easily here, oh. Dave. Like this, this is not even going to be it. So, I mean, yeah, raw power is good, and we'll talk about that. But I think what you'll find is a every one of our characters are a better selection to survive this, and b uh, my colleague when we were debating this made sure that we got a a cast of characters that could do different things and bring different things. Now you you know you got to have a healer. You gotta have a tank. You've gotta have damage. You've gotta have all these things. So, nerds. Yeah, are you starting a new civilization? Or are you fighting zombies? Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. What was the question again? Look forward to them hugging their guys. Way guys, you'll have you'll have time to re- to. There is no rebuttal. rebuttal. There is no rebuttal. Like their answers were fine, I guess. Uh, first and foremost, like I'll just give you my first answer, and it's already gonna be okay. They're gonna win. Uh, the only thing you have to worry about from zombies, right, is like puncture wounds, a bite. A scratch, things like that. Number one, Ben Grimm, the thing from the Fantastic Four. Hands out, like, how are you going to bite? Like, he is in literally no danger of any of this. Uh, second, now this was my immediate thought, as this movie holds a very special place in my heart. Uh, and also, is you're basically asking us, how would you survive in a future where civilization has been torn down and you have to survive in some type of gladiator type situation ben richards the running man arnold schwarzenegger in one of his all-time most underrated movies so ben richards the running man uh third we actually went back and forth on this one uh we wanted to and we talked a little bit about this before we're going to use ben kenobi but we know it's not his real name and he only adopted it when he went into exile so we don't really want old ben kenobi although to be fair, like really all he does as Ben Kenobi is get killed so that people can escape. So that is a viable skill in a, in a zombie apocalypse. But just to avoid that technicality, we did go with Ben Solo instead, who uh, would obviously be a lot angrier uh, and way more open to murdering. So that's good. Uh, finally, uh, you need someone who's going to be able to take care of the home front as well. Like we got... Ben Grimm and Ben Richards out there handling business. We got to worry about ourselves. We went a little bit with a curveball here and took a dude that I didn't, I don't know if he's ever referred to as Ben, but according to his IMDb page, his first name is Ben, and that's Hawkeye from the movie MASH. Uh, Hawkeye's first name is Ben. And so we've got a military doctor on our hands. That's, he's on the front line, he's seen all kinds of wounds, he's got military training. So we've got our healer as well. So we're going The Thing from the Fantastic Four, Arnold Schwarzenegger from The Running Man, Kylo Ren from uh, from Star Wars, and Hawkeye from MASH are our four people to survive a zombie apocalypse with. Okay, before... so as, you, as you describe your characters, you don't say the word Ben in all four ways in a row, you know? Sorry, before uh, you, really you guys chime in. The, stretch the Ben there. Look, we talked about this before. Bens need icons to look up to. And so there's a lot of fictional Bens that give people like you the ability to aspire to something more with that name. (laughs) I'm going to chime in before you guys have your rebuttals. Uh, I feel like you guys really leaned in on the survival, like the zombie survival element of that question. Uh, The intent of that question was more on uh, Dawn of the Dead is about surviving each other. Um, so there's like a, which group dynamic would you like, who would you want to hang out with in the post-apocalypse, um, or in the apocalypse as opposed to just who would kill the most zombies. But, uh, you know, 
You do you. Paulo is uh, Hawkeye, judging. Hawkeye kept the uh, he kept the mood light in those triage tents and that's yeah, fair. Kind of that's big fair. personalities on your side, guys. I don't know what to say. Like I think that would fall apart pretty quickly if you're asking me. So yeah, quick, like Ben Richards is a hothead, man. He got along with Amber Mendez. He got along with by force, uh, dude. <laughs> uh, you know, nothing happened there. Uh, she was in his would, brother's apartment. She was in his pretty, brother's apartment. Pretty threatening. Pretty. <laughs> it just wouldn't be in a movie today, is all I'm saying. But, sorry, before before we get into the meat of your uh, your fight right now, uh, one quick point of clarification: when you, uh, Buddha, when you said Taron Egerton, or when you said was it Eggsy that you were picking from like the King from Kingsman? Yeah. Where, He's saying that Taron Egerton's name middle name is one, his, one of his middle names is David. Okay. I'll allow it. <laughs> I know it's a stretch. There's not that many impressive Daves. I personally don't know any impressive Daves. Okay, I have yeah, one. Fucking I have David one. Schwimmer, Ooh. David Boreanaz. Like, what am I supposed to do here? All right. Shots and, fired. Shots I, I fired. had one. I had one for both both teams. Point of clarification, uh, Tomkey, or Dave One. Sorry, um, Ben Solo. When we're talking about Ben Solo, he's not. He's not Kylo Ren. Uh, he's pointedly not Kylo Ren because That's Ben Solo is the. Is the good? Well, yeah, that's fine. We're talking about surviving anyway, so we want the good version. I was just throwing out the later name just for you know for for them who may not know who we're referring to as Ben Solo. Oh, of course, just monocle. Um, all right, have at it, guys. <laughs> well, and I'll also point out that though Carson has outlined that it's Dawn of the Dead, the prompt said pick four movies to character movie character to survive within a mall during a zombie apocalypse. It was not in the movie Dawn of the Dead, because that, that could have changed our our picks. I think it's yeah. implied when you talk about surviving in a mall, there's been two mall survival movies, and they're both called Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, I would say it's not a criteria to replicate Dawn of the Dead. It's more of a comment on what I was going for versus how you interpreted it. Uh, if you believe that killing zombies is more important to survival than getting along as a group, that's fine. Make your argument. And now is the time to argue that, yeah. I, I think we know that be- both Ben Richards and Hawkeye were in some pretty non-hilarious environments. But you know what? They both are ready to go with a one-liner whenever you needed it, right? Like, uh, when, God, I can't remember. Uh, such a hothead or whatever. He blew his top. You know, whatever he says in the movie The Running Man, they all blend together at this point. Like, that's going to relieve some tension when Arnold, you know, throws a horseshoe through a zombie and then says something about being lucky. I don't know, but it'd be hilarious. On a little side note there, I wonder if he sees his performance as Mr. Freeze in Batman and Robin as his career kind of coming full circle. Like he became that ice hockey themed villain that he fought. Sub-Zero. Yeah. Like it's a circle. Like he became basically Dynamo and Sub-Zero mashed together and then in a different movie. I hope that in like the deleted scenes or like the outtakes director's commentary or whatever, he's like, I really drew my inspiration from the running man for this performance. He's slumped over in his Sub-Zero costume. I think I'm everything I hate. <laughs> Was that your Arnold? That's my Arnold. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, any any more uh, attacks on, uh, on the Ben's and the Dave's teams? I just, because I... 
I figured this out, I do want to highlight one additional Dave that we could have chosen. Uh, David Seville. Uh, <laughs> for all effects, he's a he's a Doolittle, and he may have anim- animal manipulation powers. Uh, and regardless, he might be able to put on a little show with his three chipmunk friends. He wasn't going to pass David Hasselhoff on my rankings, so... Um, I thought David Dunn, whose weakness is water, might have needed a Hasselhoff to save him from some situations. But you know, ultimately, I went, uh, I went David Carradine, and I think that's because you need some leadership in this in this and instance. David Carradine needs a lot, some wisdom. I, I will say, if we're just throwing out things we thought about doing instead of what we did, which I think, Paula, you need to judge on what we did, not what these guys are saying now that they know that they've been lost. Um, <laughs> Is we we talked about Ben Affleck as Batman, um, like how good would that like all the utility belt like the utility belt by itself might be worth it. He's not the best Batman, I think we can all agree on that. But like there's some strength there. But we decided again he's a little too negative for the group. <laughs> okay, um, very I, angsty. <laughs> but Ben Richards made it. <laughs> he brought more to the table. That's fair. He, he can remember a hexagonal decode system like that, like if you need him to. He knows how to <laughs> uplink things, knows how to get out of a sonic collar, like just all like these things you may need. at a character. Yeah, you got some cue cards out there. I have you seen Google the running up. man no less than 25 times. Any, any, uh, any closing arguments that you guys would like to make on this one? I just want to say, I think it's pretty funny that the I, I'll give you Hawkeye as possibly a differentiator from the list of Ben's. But to state that the other Ben's that you selected, Ben Richards, Ben Grimm, and I forget the other one. Aren't just for zombie apocalypse survival solely and that they, you know, that isn't why they're picked is, you know, madness. Uh, ben Solo is also is he's also able to you know found a religion in our new <laughs> in our new society. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> you know the Jedi Order. That's a it's a religion. It's fine. Point of uh, clarification: Which Ben Grimm are you choosing? Oh, definitely uh, Michael Chiklis. Hundred <laughs> percent. The better of the two, for sure. Who plays him in the other one? <laughs> No idea. No one knows. No one saw that movie ever. Um. Okay. So, uh, this is a tough one for me. Um, I'm, I'm looking at. Okay. So there's there's a a a conflict here between the coolness of David Carradine's Snake Charmer versus just the practical the practicality of of Ben Grimm, who I. As much as I'm thinking about it, he he seems pretty impervious to zombies, so that was a good good choice. Um, I I'm I have it at a tie right now. Um, I, I might have taken a point away for uh, Dax the the destroyer versus Drax the destroyer. Did but I misspeak? Also- I'm I'm sorry, I misspoke here. <laughs> or I thought I, it was all about the Dave to me. The Dave aspect was more important here. <laughs> I also I also think when you're talking about the coolness of David Carradine, right, we're talking about a zombie apocalypse. There's going to be nights where different people need to stand watch, right? Like, so people are going to be alone on the time. And I think what David Carradine has proven is that you can't oh, no. leave him without a spotter. And so, oh, no. like, you got to factor that in when you're talking a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> <All right. laughs> 
Oh. I don't know if that's if I should take a point away for that as well. But, <laughs> um, Carson, um, I'm yeah, I'm I'm at a. You realize a, Hawkeye, right? The Ben in, in your story, he doesn't he doesn't feel strongly about guns, right? Like he's anti-gun stance. So what's the dynamic going to be when a bunch of zombies are coming out here? You got Thing doing all the goddamn work, right? <laughs> I got fucking four people carrying their own weight. They're all equals here. <laughs> right? You got Hawkeye. Like, what's it what's the surgeon skills gonna do when fucking thing doesn't need to get healed? So so Buddha just ludicrous. Uh, uh rated R podcast with the F bombs. That's cool. Now that we're there. Um I have one speed, I'm sorry. It's okay. The um here's the here's the thing though, like you need someone to be able to help and bring things together. And whereas no, 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 no. Time, Hawkeye suffers a mental breakdown in the finale of MASH. Yeah, what's he bringing you, together? TV See, but you're, yo, you're, you're talking TV show, MASH. We yeah, select that movie, not, Hawkeye. Canon. So the TV show is not canon for this exercise. Yep. Boom. Yeah. Roasted. And, and if we're talking about long, longevity of surviving in the, in the mall, then, I mean, he is a plus. I mean, he kind of evens out because of the nonviolence. But um, I mean, I'm gonna need Carson to break the tie here. <laughs> I, I was gonna tell you I'm fifty-fifty. I, I can't choose between the two. Yikes! Do you want us to add one? You know what? Let's do an improv uh, fifth man. <laughs> but give them a different name because I feel like there's more Ben character than Dave characters. So give a new name and they each pick a character or I, I, actor of that name. I think well, I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna remove that. the name. I'm gonna remove the name. Oh wait, no, that's too easy then. Um, how are we going to break this tie? Okay. <laughs> Shit. I'm going to take, um, I'm going to remove Ben Grimm and I'm going to remove David Carradine, Snake Charmer from your teams. And I, I, I'll give you guys a minute and a half to argue <laughs> for your teams without them. Teams without them or we add one person of these teams? No, no, just the three that are remaining. And we still have to be. Hold on. Is it still our our representative? So it's not team argument. It's Tomkey versus Buddha. Yes. Yes. We got to keep it a little simple now because it's going off the rails. <laughs> it's pretty easy. You got David Dunn. This guy's superhuman strength. Why do you need to be impervious if you have superhuman strength? You can surround yourself with anything to mash these zombies to no end. You got Drax. Sorry, the heart. I'm not gonna say it. The Drax the destroyer here. You got fucking Eggie. Have you seen Kingsman? Have you seen Kingsman 2? The Secret Service? That guy is a technological marvel. <laughs> well, you got a fucking Vietnam warrior over there, the only war the U.S. lost, and you're you're bragging about him in oh, the we've mall? Lost, we've lost Come a on lot now. more wars than that, I'll have you. <laughs> Come on now. Okay, I'm, I'm not trying to jump in, but he was that was the Korean War, just to be clear. <laughs> I mean, first and foremost... Uh... We have people on our team that have been in the ship, that have survived in the ship. Hawkeye, we've already talked about. Ben Richards has been almost in this ex exact environment, give or take, right? And you're you're talking about David Dunn you're leaning on a lot. Say he's indestructible, right? He's unbreakable. Yeah, okay. that's what the whole movie's about. I'm sorry. And you talk he's not fighting water. He's not, fi he's not, it's not an avatar. He's not a waterbender. It's, it's, it's a zombie apocalypse, okay? You're talking about how he's super strong. He can lift 500 pounds. So can Ben yeah. Richards. I don't know if you guys have seen 
uh, what he can lift, but he can clearly lift him up just as much. He doesn't need to be superhuman, and he's still as strong as your purported superhero. So I'm just saying, and he's already he's lived in it. Like, how can you know until you've been put in that pressure cooker environment of the Running Man with Richard Dawson? Like, you don't know how you're going to react until Richard Dawson. Have you seen Unbreakable? Are you saying it's not a pressure cooker environment? I mean, when he couldn't handle one thief and almost drowned fighting one thief. <laughs> Who's going to fight Thanos on your end? Straight up I'm sorry, Z- zombie Thanos shows up. Who's going to fight him? I mean, It's I Drax. On my, on my, I got Drax on my end. I don't know who you have. Hold on. Why did zombie zombie Thanos is not in scope? Yes, uh, I don't know. It just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, like It just happened. It was so way. organic. It just happened. I think we've all seen how Drax fares on his own in that situation anyway. Like, it's not ideal. What power above invisibility would beat zombies, okay? What? <laughs> um, there we go. <laughs> um, so, just for context, Drax has mastered the ability of standing still, so still that he can turn invisible, according to him. Is that going to help you survive, or is that going to help him survive? And to be clear, he doesn't actually have that power. He thinks he has that power. That's, I guess that's your that interpretation. Actually, um, that's, we all take something different away from the Avengers. That's cool, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Carson, has that helped your tie at all? So I'm imagining these two scenarios, and I think the Ben's team, you basically have three people who would just live in opposite corners of the mall and never talk to each other. Whereas on the Dave's team, you have two people who would not want to talk to each other and then Hawkeye would go and talk to them. And so that would be where the conflict comes from, is Hawkeye does something dumb because he's bored, and that's when the zombies break into the mall. So it's like 50.1 to 49.9, but that's ludicrous. what I would say. Ludicrous. ludicrous numbers. Chris Bridges. What's well, up? Sense. Yeah, why wouldn't I have a team that wanted to work together? Golly. <laughs> <laughs> We all see what happens when people go to their separate malls in the or separate parts of the mall, and it's a pregnant woman gives birth to a zombie baby. So that's what's going to happen in their situation. And also, if they all go to separate parts of the mall, then they're not coordinated when the attack comes. I, I disagree with this totally, but I will accept the verdict. Man, all right. So well, strange. I've maybe never it... heard sour grapes make noise. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Man, I didn't have a leg to stand on until that one. Thank you. <laughs> Maybe in the, the NBA last two-minute report, uh, we'll come out and say we were wrong. But uh, as of right now, uh, we're all tied up at two. Can't um, believe it. Can't believe it. <laughs> you can submit your uh, complaints to at Houston. We have a podcast uh, on Instagram. Um, all right. I'm, I'm kind of glad now that we, we've gotten past that one. That was really hurting. Like, it was really hard for me. Uh, thank you, Carson, for breaking the tie. Uh, challenge five. Th- I feel like this is just going to be as bad <laughs> as the previous challenge, but uh, we're going to have these guys pitch uh, a Donald Trump fake biopic movie where QAnon is real and Trump is an action star. Um, and you guys must, absolutely must, include casting of main characters and title your movie. Um title of the movie is going to be big points for me if it's really good <laughs> so um i don't even remember who went first last time it was the band the best the, the band went first. so the daves uh it's on you which one of you are is going to be casting this movie uh that's me and um i'm going to give you the cast first and then give you the trailer and then take you through the plot 
Ooh. So Trump is Samuel L. Jackson. Of course. <laughs> Uh, Mitch McConnell, Sean Connery. Barack Obama is The Rock. Steve Bannon is Keanu Reeves. We all know he can grow really long hair. Uh, Kamala Harris is Priyanka Jonas. Hillary Clinton is Charlize Theron. Nancy Pelosi is Sigourney Weaver. And various congressmen are the munching cast from The Wizard of Oz. Um, I will reveal the other two cast members after I explain the plot. Oh, the trailer. In a world where only one quarter of the population understands that the U.S. is run by Satan-worshipping cannibalistic pedophiles, one man takes it into his own hands. Um, so the plot is basically a John Wick-style movie where Trump is going through and killing everyone as he attempts to find Q and release the storm. Um and he continues to fight through, gets through all this stuff. Uh, you know, there's multiple incidents with Congress and the Senate and then throughout the Midwest. Um, and as he gets towards the end and he's about to release the storm, he releases, he realizes it's Stormy Daniels and he's going to release the Stormy's, Stormy. And uh, Q is, in fact, Brian Quinn from the TV show and movie Impractical Jokers. Uh, Q, and it's all a promotion for True TV's new movie, uh, Impractical Jokers 2, and the title is Q, oh no, The Stormy's Eye. Jesus Christ, that's amazing. That, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm an honorary day for the next 30 seconds here. <laughs> that's fantastic. That, that sounded like the best Asylum movie uh, ever. <laughs> All of Jacob's ladder situation. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. So, All right. Which Ben's going against me? <laughs> it's me, Dave. It's me. <laughs> okay. I went about this a different way, and I have a, a synopsis that I'll, I will read from now. And then uh, I, I can get to the casting of the title after the synopsis, if that's all right with everyone. Hey, it's your pitch. Fantastic. Uh, on election eve, President Donald Trump arrives in Los Angeles, hoping to reconcile with his estranged wife, Melania, at a party held by her employer, the Soros Fund. He's driven to Nakatomi Plaza by limo driver Jared Kushner, who says he will wait for Trump in the garage. While Trump changes his clothes, the tower is seized by a German radical, Hillary Clinton, and his heavily armed team, including Bill Clinton and Bill Gates. Everyone in the tower is taken hostage, except for Trump, who slips away. Clinton is posing as a terrorist to steal the $640 million in untraceable bearer bonds in the building's vault. He tries to get executive Ivanka Trump to reveal the access code, but Ivanka refuses. Clinton executes him and tasks uh, Bill with breaking into the vault. Trump witnesses the murder, and one of Clinton's group, Tony, is sent after him. Whoops, Tony's Bill. Uh, Trump kills Bill and takes his weapon and his radio, which he uses to contact the skeptical Los Angeles Police Department. Sergeant Joe Biden is sent to investigate. Trump kills two terrorists and discovers a bag of C4 and detonators. Biden, having found nothing amiss, is leaving when Trump drops a body onto his car. After Biden calls for backup, a SWAT team attempts to storm the building. Trump throws some C4 down an elevator shaft, causing an explosion that kills some of the terrorists and ends the assault. <clears throat> 
Melania's co-worker Steve Bannon attempts to negotiate on Clinton's behalf, but when Trump refuses to surrender, Clinton kills Bannon. Trump catches Clinton checking explosives on the roof, but he pretends he's an escaped hostage, and Trump gives him a gun. When Clinton attempts to shoot him, he finds it is not loaded. Clinton is saved by the intervention of other terrorists. Trump escapes, but is injured by his shattered glasses and loses the detonator. Outside, FBI agents take control. They order the power to be shut off, which, as Clinton had anticipated, disables the final vault lock so the team can collect the bonds. The FBI agrees to Clinton's demand for a helicopter, intending to send gunship helicopters to to eliminate the group. Trump realizes Clinton plans to blow the roof to kill the hostages and take his team's deaths. Bill Clinton, enraged by the death of his brother, Tony Danza, attacks Trump and is apparently killed. Clinton sees a news report by reporter Richard Thornburg on Trump's children and Melania with him. Uh, or introduces that he's Melania's husband, sorry. The hostages are taken to the roof while Clinton keeps Melania with him. Trump drives the hostages from the roof just before Clinton detonate, detonates it and destroys the approaching FBI helicopters. Meanwhile, Bill retrieves a van from the parking garage but is neutralized by Jared Kushner, who's been following events in his car radio. A weary and battered Trump finds Melania with Clinton and his remaining henchmen. Trump surrenders to Clinton as about to be shot, but grabs a concealed whist- pistol taped to his back and uses his last two bullets to wound Clinton and kill his accomplice. Clinton crashes through a window, but grabs onto Melania's wristwatch. Clinton makes a last-ditch attempt to kill the pair as Trump unclasps the watch, and Clinton falls to her death. Outside, Trump and Melania meet Biden. Bill emerges and attempts to shoot Trump, but is killed by Biden. Melania punches Thornburg when he attempts to interview Trump. Jared Kushner crashes through the parking garage in the limo and leaves with Trump and Melania. Scene. Wow. Okay. That that felt like uh <laughs> that felt like um Die Hard reimagined by Infowars. Um uh, what? <laughs> by Alex Jones. Oh. Well, Where do I invest? With, uh, the title would be Lie That's Hard. That's a moneymaker right there. Lie Hard. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask uh titles. Sorry, I missed if Dave, if you had your title. Yeah. QO no, the stormy's eye. Thank you. And versus Lie Hard. Um, okay, so uh, oh, first thought. You didn't get the casting from Ben yet. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, sorry, I it was sprinkled cast... in. It's yeah, I, well, I, I just named the characters, but the, the cast. So for Trump, I just I kept it easy Alec Baldwin. Uh, for Melania, I went with Aquaria from RuPaul's Drag Race Season 10. Uh, Watch the Snatch Game episode if you haven't. She nails it. And uh, Jared Kushner is played by Bill Nye. <laughs> okay. Um, Body. So, <laughs> so uh, to, to uh, Team Ben, um, I'll give you um, the, the, the comfort factor, uh, comfort food factor, where it's uh, familiar to me and something that I feel like I would enjoy uh, watching. Um, for uh, Team Dave, um, I appreciate the originality. Um, and the casting of Samuel L. Jackson, just, that's it, period. Just great work across the board, Dave. Really good yeah. work on your part. Actually, casting in general, I mean, shout out, special shout out to casting of Samuel L. Jackson. Casting across the board, in particular, uh, Gold Star. Um, I'm going to keep this uh, short and sweet, um, because the last one was drawn out too much. Uh, but I'm going to give this one to the Daves. Uh, I did love, sorry, Ben, I love the pitch and the, the the delivery but i mean full package i'm giving it to the daves daves are up by one don't hate me it's just it's just outstanding work dave i, I appreciate your originality 
the fact that the work you put in, the ingenuity, just outstanding to see. Well, I thought the Impractical Jokers tie-in was a real, like, that would be what would happen to Trump, is he would chase it down, and it's just a TV promo um, at the end of it. Wait, can I can I get some insight into your inspirations on these, now that it's all said and done? So I was just going with, like, kind of, like, okay, if Trump, QAnon's real and Trump's an action star, okay, Trump's an action star, what would he do? If Trump was like strong and could do it, he would just go do it himself. He would not have his followers do it. He would like go tear through things John Wick style. And then from that, I really went through like, okay, who are the funnest people to cast for these various people? I felt Keanu Reeves as Steve Bannon was really fun. And I would love to see that fight. Like as he leaves Breitbart and Trump is like shooting him out a window or something. I don't know. Um, and then uh, I, I like the reveal at the end that it's the, the storm coming is actually just Stormy Daniels. That was my favorite part. <laughs> uh, ben, what about you? I mean, you're, I, you're I obviously. Really didn't, uh, I didn't. Uh, want it. I'm surprised at the amount of disconnect that you guys can do around some of this stuff. I find it incredibly uncomfortable and unsavory to kind of focus on these things. So uh, before this podcast, I found a a synopsis of Die Hard, because we already lost this, uh, and did a find and replace of uh, the various (laughs) folks that I wanted to uh, in there. Uh, so if it was familiar, that's a hundred percent why it's such a bum out how confident so many people are like, there's a pizza place and that's where they serve kids. And like, dear Lord, Dave, Dave and I get bonus points for having to live through that shit for yeah, the yeah, last yeah. <laughs> foreign the into the future as well. Yeah. So I think you're right. Dave has looked into the abyss. It has looked back at him and that informed his response. <laughs> I had to read multiple QAnon articles to write this, and it didn't make me feel better about my country. Okay, yeah. Well, I will. I think we gleefully give this one to you guys because no. If it's any consolation, you have one challenge five of Houston. We have a podcast episode for. It does feel better. That does feel better. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Great. Um, all, the last four years were worth it, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Coming out on top. (laughs) Laughing to hide real tears. Um, (laughs) All right. Um, So uh, congratulations on winning that last challenge, whoever won that last challenge. Um, (laughs) It was was the Daves. Nobody cares. It was the Daves. Um, Nobody cares, Dave. (laughs) uh, Right now the score is at one, two, three, two, three, three to two for the Daves. Um, Challenge six, uh, we're going to have these guys make an argument for who's the best non-human character in Star Wars. Humanoid counts, but it must not be human. Um, What that means, we'll see if these guys try to stretch the boundaries uh, as they have been doing. Um, uh, Ben's, no, Dave's went first last time. So it's back to the Ben's. Who's taking this? It's back, and I'm back. <laughs> with the best Star Wars character that is non-human. And it's a controversial pick. Darth Jar Jar. 
I best character. I one hundred percent knew you were gonna do this based on I a conversation had we had like two weeks ago. I absolutely had to. Okay, before George Lucas lost his nerve and bowed to everyone's somewhat justified terrible reaction to the characterization of Jar Jar Binks, he was awesome. He had so much potential to be just this great swerve character that has all of this hidden motivation. And he he's just amazing. So Darth Jar Jar is my pick. Go check it out. There's a couple videos about it on YouTube. And you can see how like this bumbling idiot character is really just a facade for possibly the greatest Sith of all time. That's so, my pick. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I wasn't so, sure if you had more. Yeah, I'm not sure it's possible, Ben. You nailed that. It's it's a great theory, right? And there are certainly signs that it would have had potential to be more than a theory. But Ben is trying to sell you on potential. That Jar Jar Binks had the potential to be the greatest Sith. That there was the potential for him to draw these storylines together and be the underlying theme and the, the antagonist of the story. If you want potential, go ahead and pick his answer. But I'll tell you who actually did drive every one of the movies along, and that's R2-D2, right? Like, nothing happens if not for R2-D2. Like, even from, no matter how you want to look at it, if you want to look at it chronologically of, like, episode one coming first, great. There's R2-D2 saving their asses already. You want to look at it chronologically in release date order. Guess what? Right away at episode four, like, we don't even know who Luke Skywalker is, and we already know that R2-D2 is the single most important character to the Rebellion. Like, that is established immediately in Star Wars canon, right? So, man, it would have been awesome if Jar Jar Binks, if, if George Lucas did do that. And, like, instead of this bumbling character, there was this master plan. But you know what didn't come to fruition? And so what we're left with is nine movies that are driven by the heroic actions of R2-D2, the best non-human character in Star Wars. Interesting. Wow. I didn't, uh, I, well, I kind of expected Ben's answer. I did not expect Dave's. Um, it, it's, it's tough. Uh, we're going to ride the line here because like Dave mentioned, Darth Jar Jar is technically not a character. Um, you still have my attention just including Jar Jar as your answer. <laughs> because uh, he has a special place in my heart. Um, R2-D2, in terms of being I an iconic Star Wars character, there that's it's easy to make that case, and I, I agree with it. Um, I take him saving the day kind of being a negative <laughs> a little bit, because he's he's kind of like the, the most convenient plot device uh, throughout most of the movies, and how is I that also, his fault, though? That's huh? not his fault. He's just a droid <laughs> doing the, the best he can. Hey, Dave, Paolo speaking, if you don't mind. <laughs> whoa, whoa, hold on. If you're just moving, I, just, I wish you'd respect him a little bit more. I would say this. The, the judgment can't be based off of who was the best character based on what the writers wrote, but who was the best character on what they did. And borderline b-ball should be... Uh, 
like disqualified. Like if we're just, I mean, I like Jar Jar Binks. Don't get me wrong. Sorry, Dave, are you reading a different question than I am? Because you got all these rules, baby. I got make an argument for who is the best non-human character in Star Wars. I'm fine to say Jar Jar from Episode One. Okay. And all of the potential that was there, uh, where all about potential. It's it about what's in canon. It, it's just weird because Paolo's still ruling, and you're t- you're talking, and I don't get it. <laughs> I want to let this. I want to let this go. Where I think the ruling's going. I've I've made <laughs> I've made my decision, but I'm going to let this go. You guys can continue. If I'm you just going to say R two D two is the biggest dickhead in the <laughs> Star Wars universe. Clearly, he knows more than he lets on. He doesn't tell anybody what's going on. He could easily fill them in. He's just like, oh, you're going along for the ride, kids. It happens every three movies. Okay, actually, I'm how, gonna, about, gonna... how about that? How about that sweet little like little pirouette he does when they're escaping off of Cloud City, though? Like he's a little sass. <laughs> he's got that sass to him, Ben. He knows it. <laughs> he knows it. Okay, I'm gonna have to stop you guys there because um, what Ben just said is coming a little too close to what I was gonna say. Um, I do take it take away from R2D2 that he should have known or he did know everything, and he should have, as much as he did, he could have saved himself a lot of trouble if he was just like, hey give some information to the characters to the other characters sorry jar jar wins you can hate me he's Again. loyal to uh his the code that obi-wan swore him to secrecy or whatever <laughs> <laughs> and jar jar's loyal to I, the sith let's go he's so happy i just want to put it on record paulo thinks the best non-humanoid character in the star wars canon is jar jar Binks. i will die on this hill okay <laughs> I will go on the record in saying I agree with that selection as well. <gasps> and, and wow, I feel oddly more validated than than ever throughout this whole episode from that. Um, and that conveniently puts us in a tie for challenge seven. Wow. The past six challenges have meant nothing. Or that the challenge seven is just much more important now. How about that, guys? Who would have thought? Not me. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, for for the final challenge, so this one is going to be a surprise for everyone. And it's going to take some, uh, some uh, Microsoft Teams magic here. Um, so when one team is, is giving their... Is this podcast their... sponsored by Microsoft? <laughs> no, but they pay me. So um, uh, when, while one team is is giving their answer initially, we're going to have the other team mute so they do not know what is coming. Because this is 100% improvisation. Improv. Um, So, okay, are you guys... Does that make sense to you guys? You mean... mean, Let's fucking go. You mean leave, not mute? Like, so we don't hear the other one? Like, mute your audio. So you cannot hear what they are saying. I'm gonna. We're gonna go off the honor system here. Uh, that's actually a good one, Dave. Uh, Dave won because yeah, I, I'll, I, I'll I, take my. I'll just yeah. I'll take my headphones. I can off. see you've taken your headphones off, uh, Dave A. I'm gonna just assume that you've muted yourself. Uh, when you see me waving frantically in the camera, that means you can unmute. All right. Yeah, I, so, all right. So I'm good to go right now. Not yet. Not yet. So I'm gonna explain. Um, actually, you guys shouldn't even know the challenge before you go, but. Anyways, that's that's it. that's what's gonna happen. Um, the 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 bands are going second. Dave's are going first. I'll give you oh. so once. Okay. Uh, so I'll tell you when. Hold on. Take okay. Yeah, you tell me when, and I'll take my earbuds off, and then I'll wait for you to wave at me frantically. So hold on. Yes. We're trusting. We're trusting the bends. 
<laughs> okay, if you, give me a second. Any, any more personal attacks that you want to get get out? Get them out now. I, I trust <laughs> one of the bends. Oh, <laughs> you you can let them decide which one that is. Oh no! Yeah, don't tell them. Don't tell them. <laughs> it don't better be me. Oh, it will one hundred percent. Oh, tra- are you quoting that guy? Peterson? Come on. <laughs> it's gonna be me. <laughs> oh, that's insane. <laughs> oh my goodness. Did I, I just hear that? Right? Pretty Did you sure. just confuse Britney Spears with NSYNC? Yeah, that's not popular right now. It's a it's a big thing on BuzzFeed and Reddit, I guess. Yeah, Justin oh. Timberlake finally talked out about white privilege, guys. Okay? Oh. Well, let's get back to painting Tomkey's bathroom. Just fucking let's spray paint all over that room. <laughs> They're almost done. That I fucking ensuite, that little. <laughs> I just uh, uh, masked up. It's looking good. Don't worry, everyone. I'm yeah. Up. Go get what a beer color? Good. What color? Yeah. Uh, it's like natural cream OC14. Yeah, it's fucking natural cream. All right, you sicko. <laughs> you fucking sicko. It's the name you... of the paint. <laughs> Jesus. Christ. And then Carson Tom. had to cut all of this from the audio. <laughs> Name of the paint. We don't edit anything here <laughs> except our bathroom breaks. So just be prepared to lose your jobs. Um, <laughs> so, Daddy cream. <laughs> anyways, before we continue down this this road, it's uh, a lovely color. Any further? <laughs> um, Ben's. You guys are going first. Um, Dave's. Uh, at this time, I thought I was, we're going I, second. We're we're going, going second. second. We're I'm ready. sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I've been drinking. Um, Ben's, uh, Ben's. I'm gonna ask you to mute your audio at this time. Do you mean like just take this off? Yes. If you, as long as you can't hear. All okay. right. Okay. All right. Good. Look how upset he looks. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna test this. Uh, ben. Yeah. Uh, I should mute myself. Uh, ben. Ben. Ben Udashkin, you are the worst basketball player I've ever seen. Okay, he can't hear us. <laughs> <laughs> um Dave and Dave um this is what we're going to do okay I'm going to need you guys to elect one person to start you can decide right now I vote Tomkey Tomkey you're muted yeah, I'm mute, Tomky. you're starting so I'm fine with that yeah I'll go first I'm going to give you a um uh, a genre and a lead actor you are going to pitch, or sorry, you're going to give me the the beginning or the plot of a movie, and then Dave Sar, you're going to give me the ending. All right. Yeah. Um. So I just made this up before we started, so uh, these guys have no idea what's coming. Uh, Tomkey, your movie is a rom com starring Jay Leno. Got it. Okay, so um, Jay Leno, as we all know, is a big car guy, right? Um, so he goes to all these car auctions. He's trying to find this one specific car, and so he finally finds it. He goes to this auction. He's raising his his little paddle up to bid it, but who outbids him? Oh no, it's Rosie O'Donnell. She outbid him at the last second to take the car that he has been looking for his whole life. And so he immediately hates this woman, right? Oh my God, she's the worst. She took my car and she rubs it in when they're there too. She, she, she won. She knows he's desperate about it. And she gives him a little wink. She's got a little bit of sass to her. Anyway, so 
we fast forward a little bit. There's still this lingering hatred. You know, Jay Leno is alone. He's a, he's he's wants to meet someone. His buddy sets him up on a blind date. Who is it? Oh my God! It's Rosie O'Donnell. They get set up on a blind date because everyone knows they both love cars, and here they are, those two, long history of hating each other. Now they're they find themselves at a dinner, and they really are just hitting it off. There's a little bit of a meet cute, and then you know, uh, and then I'll, I'll let my 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 esteemed colleague here fill in the rebound. But you know, it's your typical rom coms. It's got the ups, it's got the downs. Uh, they find out about something that one of them lied about boom they're off they're on but it really all comes together in the end hey don't say anything about the end <laughs> leave that to, to dave star go ahead dave just leading them in <laughs> so throughout this process the whole time um sorry uh jay leno has been trying to get the car that's all he really cared about. He didn't care about Rosie. He didn't care about anything. It's like trying to lose a man in 10 days. And I don't know if you've seen the video of the man who made love to his cars, but that's what happens in the end. In the end, it's a car man love story. And we end up with Jay Leno under the car, kissing it. Um, and we close out on that scene as they run to each other because uh, he left it neutral on a field. <laughs> So he was in love with the car the whole time. Did he use Rosie O'Donnell just to get to the car? He did. Like, well, the whole time it was all about the car. He loved the car. And he recognized that the only way he could reach his actual love was through Rosie. And as heartbreaking as that is for Rosie, at the end, it's, it's really heartwarming to see the two that wanted each other come together. And then the car turns into a Herbie-style thing, opens its hood, and is like, hey, let's do it. And I think it's honestly heartwarming in that, like, everyone's accepting of it, right? Like, when it comes down to it, Rosie recognizes that this is the real thing, like, yeah. the, between Jay Leno and this car. And, you know, she wishes him the best in the end. Yeah, and the R-rated version involves an exhaust pipe. <laughs> Oh, so uh, how I wish that the Benz could hear this right now. Um, all right. Uh, great. It's called, it's called internal combustion. <laughs> now, now, quick question. We can listen to the Benz because there's no downside and we just won't talk. Yes, you cannot speak because yeah. if, you, if you do start, if you guys do jump in, I'm going to have to uh, forcefully meet you. Yeah. Um, I don't know how, but. <laughs> um, okay, guys. Hey, Benz. I could just message them, couldn't I? Yeah, they're coming back on. Ben's One of the Bens has lost his up. headphones. <laughs> He's. I appreciate his dedication to the rules. Can you hear us? Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> um, so what we just had the, the team Dave do is I gave one of them uh, a genre and a lead actor, and the first person would um, pitch uh, or start the plot of a movie, and he would hand it off to his partner to end it. All right, so that's what we're doing. Um, elect someone to go first, if you if you will. Ben, team Ben. Ben, I'm good either way. Which one do you want to do? And I'll uh, I'll take whatever. You're, left. you're Ben or Juan. <laughs> okay, Ben. What does that mean? Does that mean you finish or you or you end? You know, you start, you finish. 
and begin. Who knows? How I'll, I'll, you this? know what? I'll uh, I'll lead it off. I think you've been kind of our our strongest participant here. So I anchor I in more than one ways. You know, I'm, I'm weighing us down and also keeping us grounded. <laughs> you're, right? You're the uh, you're the gas man. I, I'll I'll build the foundation and you just fucking launch us off into the stratosphere. <laughs> Funny you should mention gas and cars after the Dave's uh, movie. Um, so your your uh, genre and lead actor is a horror movie starring Rowan Atkinson. So, uh, B-Ball, take it away. Uh, it's for those who don't know, Rowan Atkinson is Mr. Bean. Okay. Rowan, and uh, just to clarify, so it's the plot of the movie, like we described the movie as it's unfolding? Just kick it off. Uh, you don't have to, like, just the just the setup, basically. We want, we want Buddha to take it home. Certainly. Okay, so uh, Mr. Bean is traveling through the English countryside in an impractically three-wheeled vehicle that be, appears to have been made in the 1900s somewhere. <laughs> Uh, and over many wonderful, lovely scenic hills, he comes upon a cottage that is unfortunately sinister. Although he had planned to be at this cottage, the pictures that he had seen on the rental website, they appeared to be more modern. This is almost like it was a house from long ago, from before. Unfettered, Mr. Bean enters the home. Immediately, he slips, falling comically, and he lands on the dining room table a little and on some chairs a little. And when he finally, after multiple minutes of knocking into various things, taxidermied heads, uh, the fireplace, but he doesn't fall in, but he's there. And then he discovers, what did I slip in? Why, it was blood. But too much blood. Too much blood for no body around. So what can he do? Well, he tries the phone line. There's no phone. He can't get cell service. There's no way calling out. So in uh, an attempt to try to salvage the weekend, he starts cleaning the blood. And the more he cleans, the more he realizes it's not stopping. The blood keeps seeping out of the cupboards. What's in the cupboards, he wonders. He opens the cupboards. And it's coming from the plumbing. The blood is coming from the plumbing. He immediately Pratt falls in the blood again. It can't not fall in this blood. He's falling in it all the way. He figures, I must go down to the cellar. The cellar, which is where the water heater would be, which obviously would be where... The source of the blood must be if it's coming from the plumbing. Slowly, he makes his way down the stairs into the cellar. <laughs> Past jars of beets. So many beets, only beets. And not a beet garden outside to speak of. He finds the water heater. Ben, over to you. <laughs> Enter Rowan Take Atkinson. it then, you He jumps in his car And starts <laughs> screaming away 80 miles an hour 
changing clothes, suspenders involved somehow. <laughs> crashes into a light pole. Turns back the car. Enter <laughs> John David. It's a Dave challenge. Washington. This whole thing, this whole entire movie has been a setup. They're switching bodies. Rowan Atkinson, John David Washington, switch bodies. <laughs> End scene. <laughs> Sequel. Teed up. <laughs> You're welcome, Ed Ball. The look on your face. Well worth it. Clashed into a light bulb. <laughs> um, okay, this is this has gone better. Can I just say this has gone much better than I hoped for when I made this challenge. Um, so give you give yourselves a pat on the back. Um, oh man, I I'm going to write down my <laughs> I'm going to write down my my winner, uh, Carson. Can can you you want to share some thoughts on uh, on the the movies that were just uh, created? So the uh, the days got to listen to the Bens for the uh, for the Bens' sake. Uh, what they pitched is a rom com starring Jay Leno, where he gets into a meet cute with Rosie O'Donnell buying a car from him at an auction. Uh, Tom Key. Uh, was it meet cute then... your idea or their idea? That's a great idea. Those ours. Ah, well the, meet at, the meet cute at the car auction. <laughs> but then the second half of the movie became the real love story was between Jay Leno and the car, and the movie ended with Jay Leno making love to the car. <laughs> Exhaust pipe may have been involved. You know that's so, feasible with what I know about Jay Leno. I will say I will appreciate that true story. I, I appreciate the quality of both sides uh, introducing high quality like stories out of nowhere we do improv sometimes on these podcasts and it's really hard to do just out of thin air so i appreciate the setup and then i appreciate both of the part twos going in absolute complete different directions um so great creativity great uh, quality all around and i'll pass it over to paulo to make the pick yeah i'm sorry guys for springing this on you um it was that being said it was a lot of fun it was so much fun to listen to you guys did a great job um the 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 delivery again the i i really felt the atmosphere of mr bean in this uh in this little cottage um i appreciate that you uh that you used i mean what i was really looking for was a effective use of your main character um, there's a little bit of that in um, the the Pratt Falls, although I feel like the 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 thing about Mr. Bean is that he's a little more clever uh, in a dumb way, if that makes any sense. Um, but it doesn't matter because he's a no. He he did have a movie. Sorry, forget that. Anyways, the the the, the body swap with John David Washington was a nice little twist. Um, I'm sorry. Okay, who's John David Washington? Wait. Is that was that right? Did I say that right? He's the yeah, guy from he Tenet. Was Dave in yes. David. Yeah, he he's the, the the guy from Tenant. He was also in Malcolm and Marie, recently released on uh, Netflix. Black Klansman. Black Klansman, oh. great movie. Ballers with the Rock. He's in Ballers. 
Yeah, he's like a main character. Yeah, he's in Ballers. That's on TV. We don't uh, we don't pay attention to that. We're all movies here. <laughs> um, except when it comes to South Park, apparently. Sorry. Um, so on to the Daves. Um, it was a very well put together uh, movie. I had I especially enjoyed the twist at the end uh, with um, the the love being with the car all along. Um, and I'm not going to draw this out anymore. Uh, I'm going to give the win to Team Dave. Let's go. Uh, congratulations. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, Team No, man. man, I can't. How are we going to miss out to them correctly identifying that Jay Leno wants to fuck those cars? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it was. I, I This flew in the face of my dislike for Jay Leno. How did it sign up for the plot of, of Last Man Standing? Paolo just really wanted to make that show happen again in movie format. Wait, what show? <laughs> you guys That's seen Last Man Standing? Man, he's not into it. Wow. It's <laughs> a final of TV Matt, shows. Right wing uh, oeuvre is Last Man Standing. All right. Well, uh, any parting thoughts? <laughs> any any parting thoughts uh, from our guests or from uh, from Carson? Uh, I will like? say quality preparation and responses and answers all around this was way more entertaining than i expected it to be not to say <laughs> that i wasn't expecting you guys to be entertaining just saying good job and i w- i would like to thank the bands um you know they're it's really hard being a ben in this world without any bends in the in the acting or um like role model world in real life and so I just think it's great that you guys were able to pull this off. And I want to thank my partner, um, Dave Tomke, for everything he put together. We met at our cable of satanistic, cannibalistic. Bless uh, up. Bless up. Right before that. Hey, you missed a word there. What was there another word in there last time you said that? Just throw it in there. Um, Start a P? I said, no, I said it. P no, champion. It's like champion. one more time for me. For me. But, for me. but the one you're looking for is champion. The one, the one you're looking for is... Ah, isn't quite on the same. I don't know. So, um, anyway, I thought this was great. Thanks, Paulo Carson, for hosting this. I know this is a bit of a big lift for you guys. Not normal for you to do six people on a call. But uh, it was a lot of fun. And, um, yeah. And, yeah, uh, again, you guys had to punch above your weight classes. And that's not easy. And But we can respect it. <laughs> we can respect it. Is your bathroom okay? <laughs> Been getting sprayed all over for the last like couple hours. It's it's painted. It's painted. It's, it's painted. How many guys did it take to paint it? Two. Just 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 two this time. Two must yep. have been hydrated. Just yeah yeah. It's like real <laughs> hydrated dudes. You know what? When I was so out there, they done a they had so done a very good job, years. and I tend to thank them for their services. There's some mangoes too. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm glad to see I, that there is no love lost between <laughs> the Benz and the as, Daves. As the representative of the Benz that isn't so upset that he's starting to say things that are a little bit damaging, <laughs> I would say that we had a great time as well and look forward to an opportunity to compete on the field of battle uh, to avenge this loss uh, at a later date. Benz v. Dave 2, six months. Benz v. Dave 2, yeah. BVD 2. I you're a gentleman, and it's you're a gentleman. It's a gentleman's game out there, you know. We all left it out there. The rematch can definitely happen. Um, so yeah, stay tuned. Next time, I'm going to try. 
<laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned for when B-Ball tries uh, in the next uh, edition of the Ben's versus the Dave's. Thank you for tuning in to Houston. We have a podcast. Follow us on at Houston. We have a podcast on Instagram. Uh, I'm not going to plug our Twitter because we don't use it. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye, guys.